Episode 6 of the A-League Podcast. We're back after a bye week. Needed to just regroup ourselves, I guess. We know y'all missed us, man. Um, this episode here, we're going to talk about the Falcons' preseason games, undefeated town hall, uh, <clears throat> John Brown situation with the Giants, uh, Nate Parker's, there's also allegations that's going on up, uh, leading up to his movie releasing. Uh, how's everybody feeling this morning, man? Rested and refreshed. I mean, we just, um, you know, Got, had, a re- had a week off last week, but um, as always, ready to go for once again. Ready to go, baby. Ready mm. to go. I know y'all missed us, man. Probably walking around with that sad Charlie Brown music playing. Of black, black. <laughs> Just waiting for us. Like, when is the A-League going to come back? Well, look, we're back. So let's jump into the Atlanta Falcons preseason. Um, another loss against the, the Miami Dolphins. Another one. Another one. And in this game here, I think it was pretty obvious that we couldn't, once again, we got no sex, couldn't get any pressure on the quarterback. What is going on with the Falcons, man? Wait, hold on. Aren't the Falcons 2-1 and one in the preseason? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. That's another loss. Yeah, I'm sorry. First loss. I'm sorry. Excuse First me. Loss. First loss. Yes, yes. But um, they could not get any pressure on the quarterback here. What is going on with the Falcons, man? I mean, who who knows? I mean, what's going on? You know, what's going on with this team? I mean, they had you know, like you said, they couldn't get any pressure. They had you know, offensive struggles. I mean, I mean, I was able to see a little bit of the game, and you know, I was um, I noticed that they were talking a little bit about the Miami Dolphins and uh, Larry Tunsil, but the fact that he was you know he was um, getting pretty good you know blocking on the on the Falcons defensive line. So you know, I saw I saw a little bit about that, but I think the Overall, I think the thing with the with the Falcons is that you know even though it was their first loss, again it, it kind of feels like it is dare I say another one because you know of the you know just because of you know every single time you know we see the Falcons and they perform less than you know what less than what we know they can perform at. It's like oh my oh my we my bug out yeah, yeah exactly yeah. start getting oh my flashbacks because it's like even Vic Beasley couldn't I mean he's getting some tutelage from. Um, <clears throat> from a couple of guys and trying to understand that how to get some pressure on the quarterback and he's not being able to get off blocks. Um, I don't know what it is. He said even he tried to spin move. It uh, didn't work a couple of times. Um, and, and and that to me is alarming because we know that's our biggest issue defensively is not being able to get any pressure on the quarterback. Go ahead. Yeah, I definitely think it's time to bench um, Vic Beasley. Um, he needs to feel uncomfortable in his situation right now because he's just really happy because he doesn't really have any competition. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't really seem like he's improving or really caring that he doesn't improve. He just kind of, you know, I'm you think I tried giving to him too soon. Everything's kind of yeah, he knows like you said nobody behind him. Yeah, so. he's he's too comfortable for yeah. a guy that's not producing and and I, I what I saw Thursday night I'm I'm almost to the point where I'm about to give up on him. <laughs> and and Matt Ryan, man. <laughs> Mm. It's time. It's time. Uh, you know, to start See, thinking about that change. I mean, and that and his comments. No, because look, his comments after the game were just infuriating. Because it's once again this whole passive mentality. When he said, "Hopefully, we'll get better at it." When he talked about that interception he threw, I don't know what it is with Matt's interceptions. They're always first of all, they always at the wrong time, yep. and they're always a lot of times they're late. And it's like I need that that whole passive mentality is what irks me the most about Matt. And it's always been that with him. I'm not saying that he doesn't care. I'm saying that a lot of times the demeanor that I see in him when he when he does mess up, when he makes these mistakes, that's like I'm not I don't feel that passion enough for him all the time consistently like I see other quarterbacks. Like right. rather than them get if you get look, if you mess up, whatever the case may be, but we want to see as fans and everywhere else, like even you know, you just want to see that passion that they actually care that what they're doing, uh, they have to make the right adjustments for it. Like he I don't know if he's if it's the offense with Shanahan. I don't know if he's still not comfortable with that. I mean, I know they're always saying that he's always making quotes that, "Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. We're working together. Our relationship has gotten better." But you just can't tell. Like I, 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 I can't tell. I think there's something physically wrong with him. He's not the same player he physically was three years ago. You think that armor is not as strong? I don't know what's going on, but yeah. there's something just off about Matt Ryan in general. Yeah. His body language is different. He when he drop when he drops back to throw, he'll. He'll throw ducks. He'll he'll load up to throw a, a deep pass. It was I can't remember who it was he was throwing. I think it was Robinson. Mm. 
He loaded up to throw a pass. Robinson had the man beat by a couple yards, and all Matt Ryan had to do was basically throw it out there in front of him and let him run under it. And Matt Ryan threw a duck, and he had to come back to get the ball. Like, but his arm strength has always been a question, right? It, it We've always, always, you know, what I mean, since he got here, they, he said he was trying to improve by lifting more weights. I forgot a couple of seasons ago, he said he felt he was stronger because he was, you know, able to lift more. But I, I don't know. It doesn't. I can't tell. It doesn't seem like that's the case. He doesn't have even, confidence when he throws it. Right. Yeah, it's, it's not even as strong as it was a few years ago. Yeah, exactly. He can't. He. There was a play where Justin Hardy ran a curl, and he threw it out there, and it. It wasn't even close. Like yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know what's wrong, but it's it's getting to the point where he's not there physically. He's always been soft mentally. Now he's not even producing physically. So. <laughs> he gotta be honest. <laughs> so, he know, is. It's, it's getting it's getting close to that time where I'm like I'm calling for Brad Kaya or or Deshaun Watson to get up in there. It's just, it's, it's, <laughs> Let's get Deshaun mm, to be yeah, there. It's, it's it's time for a change, man. Yeah, no, just <laughs> <laughs> DJ Clue. Shout out to DJ Clue. Oh, yeah, man. not his third game, but they always hype this game up as the dress rehearsal. But I can. But one thing I'll say about the Falcons' defense is I'm pretty sure that Richard Smith is not going to show all his blitzes and and stunts. So yeah, I know they pretty probably went out pretty conservative. But what concerns me is just basic fundamentals, and that's you know these linebackers and linemen getting off blocks. You know, because Miami doesn't really have the best offensive line. You know, you know, that's uh, that's a fact. You know, wow. going back to even Bounty Gate, you know, Pouncey wasn't even playing in this game. And, you know, they make this line like Dallas yeah. this, this yeah. past game. And, <laughs> and it's just, you know, with Beasley, you know, I thought that – I was one, I watching him last year. I was like, oh, he's like he could be a linebacker. And I was just like, no, nah, he might be one of those players that might need to play back out of, you know, not in a natural position but go back to defensive end. So, I mean, even though he's undersized, which you can't deny, you know, looking back the last season when he's playing left defensive end, you know, he was looking pretty good even with that shoulder injury. And you know, linebacker just might not be be for him, you know. It's just, yeah. And, you know, yeah, he's undersized, but you know that that might work. That works better for him. And then also, I see Atlanta still doesn't have a middle linebacker. You know, nope. it's just it's like you know, Deion Jones. He's a he's an outside linebacker. Yes. And he's all about speed. Yep. And Warlow, you know, he's he got um, you know, he got he hustles, but he's not. You know, he's gonna you know tackle somebody behind. You know, yards behind. Or he's gonna get burnt over the top by tight ends, so you know he yeah. can't cover. He can't cover, so it's just like a bunch of outside linebackers. And I was talking with uh, talking with you guys the other day, and I was just like, does anybody on that defense yell at anybody when they screw up? Because I see that on a lot of elite defenses. You know, you got like people with attitudes and stuff like Seattle's you know, gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, Seattle's Seattle. Gonna do it. You yeah. know, even back in Baltimore, it was a great defense. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Arizona. I'm even. Really hoping they're not thinking Dwight Freeney's gonna play that role because this guy's what thirty. He's supposed to be in there. Years old. Yeah, exactly. He's supposed yeah, to be yeah. in there like a mentor. Yeah, they had yeah. Gary Brackett back then when he played. And, you know, I was just like, uh-huh. you know, and you know, Atlanta doesn't have that. And I was just thinking, you know, they can't, you know, they can't just be out there just like, okay, guys, just listen to coach. <laughs> yeah, Cause, you no, know, no, Brian, because no. that defensive line coach got more heart than the whole defense. And you know, he's he can't even play no more. He was a good player back in the day, but you know, he can't put them shoulder pads and helmets on. Nope. Oh. And there's another thing I just noticed, just like, mm-hmm. you know, just like they're not really that physical. Like, uh, so it's just like, you know, last year, you know, they went into the game before the Andy LaVitra trade. Matter of fact, it was the game against Miami last year that caused them to trade for Andy LaVitra because, you know, they was getting, you know, making Miami's defense look like, you know, the Denver Broncos last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just – yeah, it seems like that, like you're saying, like that physicality isn't set in yet. Yeah, and that's it's just, very true. And yeah. It's just like, you know, that's something that, you know, Quince, you know, preaches, you know, being fast and physical. And it's just like, you know, you got your guys back from last year. And, you, you know, you showed up a few games last year with, like, Carolina and, and stuff. And it's just like, you know, what's what's going on? Yeah, it's like it's a little like, drop-off. Because, I mean, like, uh, I'm, like I said, I understand the defense. You're not going to show your slants and gaps, but you got to get out the blocks. You know, offensive line, you should put a hat on somebody. You know, you just can't let just uh, Ryan run for his life and let Devontae Freeman, you know, look uh, look ordinary. Tannehill looked fast. He is fast, though, but he looked even faster against us. That's very true. That's very true. Said, uh, I hope Freeman don't look ordinary like he did uh, last Thursday night every week because I think <laughs> I drafted him in the A-League. Oh, boy. But uh, here we go. The, the I mean the Falcons, man. Like I, I know, I know. I said you know it's just a preseason last weekend, you know whatever, or or two weeks ago, two weeks ago. But uh, the Falcons don't look good, man, because they they have all the same problems that they've had for years now. And um, you know Julio Jones came up limping at least once in the game. That that always happens. 
Uh, Vic Beasley, he, he's still struggling, but uh, I mean, I don't know. I gave him the benefit of the doubt more so when I found out that he's been playing with the with a hurt shoulder for the past two years, and I know he, you know, he worked on that this this offseason, got that surgery and all that good stuff. But I don't know. I, I give Vic Beasley the benefit of the doubt. I, I'll give him some more time and see like a healthy week six of the regular season. I then I could be like, all right, Vic Beasley, I'm calling for your head. And I know Jeremy is like it's more attitude, so more than you know just actual abilities but um you know i, I want to give vic into at least the middle of this season, season one healthy season and um Jeremy. you know but what, what, what do you think about like starting philip willer at sam linebacker then you put beasley down at, at defensive end what about that shoot i don't know man i i, I don't know if, i don't know if you want to put beasley back back on that line uh Seems like that's what's giving him problems. Like he just can't yeah, get off those. Right. Yeah, this dude's maybe just too he's, big. I mean, we're pretty good. Last yeah, year. he's little. He's pretty skinny. Yeah, he's pretty. Skinny. I mean, I mean, he's not skinny compared to me, but <laughs> <laughs> to, to like offensive linemen and other defensive linemen, he's pretty skinny. Yeah. Like, go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah, I, I, I was. I like what David said. You know, moving Vic Beasley. I, honestly, I want him completely out of the starting lineup. He's just, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 for real. He's Whoa. just, he's just really comfortable, man. He's like, he's getting held, and he does his little spin move. And oh, he's, it's, yeah, it's not worth. He at comes all. to the sideline with a smile on his face, like you're getting dominant. Any as a as a human being, as a man, somebody man. another another as man, man. <laughs> dominating you. Yeah. What is funny about at, at, that? At some point, it's got it's got to hit you, man. You got to want to make, got to want to change that. I watched him in college, but he just basically. So no, well, that's a man's no killing boys, instinct. Uh-huh. Say it again. No, no killer instinct. Yeah, no killer instinct. That he doesn't have that. Uh-huh. Well, what you saying too? Like you, okay. So what you're trying to say, like even the environment he's he's in, because you said the defense, like. I think David actually the thing was David who said like nobody's like a leader. It seems right. like everybody's just out there individuals. So he might just be like working within that, and it's just like all right. So whatever I do really doesn't matter because nobody's gonna call me out on it, right. like you're saying. So and as a rookie, as a young player, that is not you want veteran leadership to like really instill in him, and that's what I think Dwight's supposed to be there for. I don't know what's going on, but like you said, I know, I know, I know shorter injuries there, so we do need to give him some time to work through that. But still, regard. I mean, Falcons two and one. It's not. We we shouldn't be. It's gonna be a long season. <laughs> we shouldn't be panicking <laughs> yet. Is, if we're gonna panic, if we're gonna right talk now. about any preseason game that actually matter, it was yeah. that one because those guys played a lot of football for, on Thursday yeah, night yeah, and true. they looked yeah. terrible. That's yeah. why I was getting so upset with Maddie. What Maddie said after the game. Yeah, Tampa Bay looked pretty good last they night did, too. Yeah. You know, it's like no, that's the first game in the dome. No expense. (laughs) And they got a disadvantage going into the season because already you would think, like you said, Tampa Bay is looking good. And most people would think that Carolina is going to win the NFC South. Most people would think that. So if they get into the playoffs somehow, some way, I know Jeremy doesn't think that they're going to even get to the playoffs right now. (laughs) But the way they look, but if they get there, it's going to be via the wild card. Talking about Tampa? No, Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah. uh, I. When we a few weeks ago, when we started doing our preview, in my head, I had the Falcons winning the South. Eleven to five. Right now, I can see the Falcons third, maybe, maybe Tampa yeah. Bay. I I think right now Tampa Bay is the best team. They're gonna make division. a jump this year. No, no, they're definitely gonna make a jump. Go ahead. Yeah, Rashad, if you had something to say. Uh, so uh, is it too early to to start the uh, entire Mike Vick? Discussion. Come back, the, Vic. Deshaun, <laughs> oh, I mean, Vic. Come back. The, 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 the Deshaun Watson, Mike Vick, whole thing. You know, exciting quarterbacks, like, getting the city behind a quarterback. Because I had this discussion last night with another group of students, and it was just like... Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh, wow. You know, like, it's a good discussion, you know? Is the, uh, is not, the actual yeah. city going to get behind the quarterback? Because yeah. they never got behind Matt Ryan, even when Matt nope. Ryan was good. Nope, nope. No. So it was like, the way he came in, it was right after the whole, you know, we you know how he came in. So oh, people were still go. emotionally attached to the dog fight. I know thing. I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He dropped the ball. They, was, they, were too, <laughs> they couldn't appreciate Matt Ryan when he was good because they were right. too busy crying about Vic. I was one of them. I no, admit it. Nobody yeah. cares. Mate, if you if you look back. I blame them dogs. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Before, even before. The dog fighting man, it was time for Vic. No, it was, I know it was getting, it was hey, getting hey, hey, getting I, I wish, I wish Vic, uh, I wish those were some women 
Because Vic wouldn't have got uh, in jail and suspended for so long. Oh, we talk about animals. People go crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. People go Vic, crazy Hey, Vic, Vic should. Hey, bro, you should have just hit some woman, bro. Yeah. And you would have still been in the league. Oh, uh, uh, well, hold on. Hey, <laughs> hey, the A-League is not advocating any type of violence, <laughs> domestic violence. No, we're not doing that. Um, yeah, not, <laughs> but I know. I get you. Can, can, can we jump <laughs> to uh, John Brown now? Can we jump to John Brown? <laughs> John Brown. Oh, you want to get to John Brown? Yeah, yeah. Let, let's just jump. Well, that kind of yeah transition. Right All right, so then that takes us to John Brown, the punter for the Giants, who was suspended only one game after um, having a dispute with his wife a year ago, which the Giants knew about, and they gave him an extension still. Uh, but the police have said that they reported twenty incidents has happened at this dude's house. They've been going to his house at least twenty times. I'm sorry, that's what they said. Uh, to me, here it's another. I don't even. If you want to, for the NFL, for me. You have to set some type of um, some type of ground rules where it's it's equal. It's everybody gets it's the same consistent. type of treatment. Yeah, it's consistently equal because uh, you have people like even the Falcons linebacker Prince Shambo was after kicking his girlfriend's Yorkie. He got <laughs> he was released the Oof. next day. Uh, the Lions defense uh, offensive lineman. I'm sorry, Rodney Austin from the Detroit uh, Lions also. Uh, he pushed his the mother of his child and he was let go the next day. Uh, so I think for me, it's just where's the line here? Where is is it okay if if a guy who was 37 years old, like the Giants pointer, John Brown, that it's okay for him, like a grown man like that, to 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 get away with something like this? For me, I just want them to put some type of program uh, for these guys to have to attend. Um, they're just like any other employees. You got corporations everywhere that do it. My job, I'm sure everybody's job here, they make us take harassment courses beforehand to to at least try to offset or at least try to educate people and diminish the, the chances of it happening. So I think that's the same thing that needs to happen here. That uh, I understand that these are these guys' personal lives, but they're also your product. I mean, these guys, are you harness them. This is your employee, so you got to take some type of stand against it. Um, but, and not only that, but these are high-profile, in many ways, high-profile celebrities. Mm -hmm. So whenever a case like this gets out, it's going to get out. Remember Ray Rice. Remember Adrian Peterson. Mm -hmm. I mean, so many of these, you know, so many of these cases. And I just feel as if it seems to be the more and more and more that you hear about cases like this that go on within, not only within the NFL, but also throughout sports, one has to wonder if perhaps maybe the culture of sports overall could very well be, you know, could very well be, you know, up for scrutiny. Because, you know, it's. I just feel. I just feel as if overall, it's a problem not just in the NFL but throughout sports. So I think overall, if the NFL sets a consistent example, then who knows? The NBA should follow. Then baseball mm -hmm. should follow. Then yep. everybody else should follow. But but it starts at the NFL because they're the biggest league and they have the most high-profile players. Um, you two had very great points. I agree with both of you. The only thing that I can't keep. I mean, that keeps crossing my mind is I wonder if they kind of were more lenient on him because he's a kicker. Like, it shouldn't matter what position you play yeah. as far as, you Some, know. Like something like this. More how yeah. – how it shouldn't matter how high-profiled you are, to, you know, mm -hmm. to determine your the suspension. Like you said, it needs to be a, you know, a universal suspension. Yeah. If you get – if your name is attached to this, you're suspended for X <clears> amount <throat> of games. Yeah. Okay. And it should stay that way, yeah. not – Oh well, you appealed and you've done everything you needed to do for two weeks. I don't know now you're going. Your suspension is going from twelve games to four games to three games to now you're only missing one game. Like, yeah. serve the suspension. Show you deserve to play in the NFL. I mean, yeah, despite whatever position, like you said, it, wherever it does, you are, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter what position you. Mm -hmm. I feel like he got a, a little bit of a pass because he plays kicker, and yeah. they were like, "Well, this guy doesn't really. Not, nobody knows who this guy is. Actually, he's in the NFL. <laughs> we know who right. he is. Yes, yes. So that's that's, that's when, really even when she was pregnant. The other time, which just sickens me, is when she was pregnant. He he pushed her uh, into a wall, and then he like like stepped on, or not stepped on. He sat on her, or whatever. That happened in 2014. Uh, so this dude has been pretty, you know, and it's to me, it's only going to be a matter of time. If you don't cut it now, it's going to keep escalating to a point where he seriously harms this woman in a way that, which is be close to death, just to be honest, so, you know, just, like seriously. What, what was his name? Uh, Javon Belch, the uh, the guy from Kansas City a few yeah. years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kid killed his wife and yeah, kid killed himself. And there probably were signs else. there, right? Yeah, Before right, right, right. Saw. Probably, oh, yeah, probably that that wasn't publicized. That that went on behind closed doors and stuff. But um, you know, 
Uh, he has CTE? Okay, yeah, yeah, but, um, I mean, you look at it like this. If Josh Gordon is suspended a year and then this year, what, four games? Because he couldn't stay off the weed. Then, you know, I mean, you, you should at least spend, suspend uh, those guys that are in domestic violence cases. Yep. Guys that are hitting women, guys that are kicking women, at least suspend them for a year. Maybe that will send a message some. If you treat every in domestic violence the way you treated Ray Rice only because the video came out then you know it, like Jeremy said it should be an even playing field because it's all the same and Goodell actually saw that video remember the big deal was there he actually right, seen the video right. before <coughs> right. he didn't want it to get out That's this is it's another problem they're trying to hide conspiracy like Harambe yep. yeah it's just, um, RP Harambe man oh yeah, boy yeah with uh, with the situation it's just like it's it's a step back, you know, going back like before Ray Rice. You know, it's just like it's it seems sad now. It's just like how, you know, how you view sexual assault. It's just like you know what what was she doing, you know, rather than just like exactly. you know he, you know he put her hands on her. And it's the fact that, you know, that why does that even have to be a question? Because you know it's mm-hmm. it shouldn't be having in the first place. And you know you look at this and you know NFL has female fans. And you know, NFL has children, and you yep. know it's just the you know this the example of what <clears throat> what you said, and you know um, with the Giants, you know they they you know they typically get you know they typically you know, NFL usually look out for them, you know like looking back going back to um, 2010 the uncapped year, you know they get the Redskins in trouble for you know restructuring the restructuring uh, the cap, you know with uh, Albert Hainsworth getting paid all that money in one year and. And stuff would get fined, and then you know, next day you know the Giants going at it about the, the Flake Gate, I mean, uh, not the Flake Gate, but the uh, Spy Gate, mm-hmm. and it's just you know, it's just something that you know NFL looks out just sort of for like one game, you know, just yeah. like this crazy, just like you get suspended, like him at the top, you know, this gets suspended for like one game, and it's just another thing, you know, I don't, I, don't want, I hate to use this, but it's just like you know, maybe maybe race is a factor, you know, just going back to. You know, we have incidents like Ben Rosenberger and stuff, you know, with the <laughs> you know, sexual assault and stuff. Where the tape just disappeared, just magically yeah, disappeared, just, yeah. And it's just, you know, with uh, I feel like as an African, as a black player, it's just like they're they held to higher standards. If they just do something, it's just like, you know. Magnified. Off, off of the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a majority and, black league. Yeah. And it's just, it's, just, it's just alarming because it's just like, you know, <clears throat> I, I recognize that there isn't programs for players that do like the um, domestic violence stuff. I like see like what, even what Greg Hardy is doing right, you know, doing over the past couple months, like trying to get like anger management and stuff like that yeah. on the side. But and then you know Ray Rice, what he's been doing, as you know, it's just like you know they don't really get you know yeah. what what else can they do? You know, yeah. and it's yeah. still not enough. And it's just like they do you know they do that, but you know it's still held to them and stuff. But like you know, meanwhile, I was like, oh, John Brown, he's a kicker, you know. Yeah, no. And it's yeah. just like that's what yeah, Jeremy, that's a good point. And kickers are you know kickers are replaceable. You know, they missed three field goals one game, they're gone. So I just don't really see like why you know he's yeah. even a slap on the wrist in the first place because I can see like it was like you know Eli Manning or something. Somebody yeah. that, you know if they lose him or Odell Beckham, you know, you know that. You know, but it's a kicker. You know, it's like why are you even trying to hold a kicker's hand? You know, because they can just easily just suspend. You know, John Brown's. Yeah, let it go. Get another one right yeah. in there. Yeah. I'm I'm very disappointed in the Giants as an organization because they they knew this was going on. They gave the guy an extension, and then even even when the uh, when Goodell suspended him, they were like, well, we're just gonna you know we'll we'll be we'll be fine for a week, and then. Only after they saw the backlash from keeping him on their roster did they like, okay, well, we need to work out somebody to kind of make this look like we're not, you know, supporting a, a yeah. woman beater. I mean, they were gonna they were yeah. gonna be cool with him just taking his one game suspension and then letting him come right back in the door. Nothing changed. Nothing. He just missed one week. It's all about protecting their image. And to David's <laughs> point about you know uh, maybe race as an issue, uh, playing it. Mm-hmm. Think looking at Ryan Lockie and the swimming swimmers situation in in um, Rio, I would I was I'm really interested to know what would have happened if 
uh, LeBron James or and DeAndre Jordan or Carmelo Anthony or Simone Biles hadn't done what they did, what the backlash would have been. Not, yeah, they're not considered a kid. I know that's for yeah. sure. It, it, they're grown. They're, they're, now they're a thug. Yeah. They immediately turns to thug or, you know, um, at 17, Trayvon Martin's a grown man. That's a grown man attacking me, blah, blah, blah. This man's 32 years old. He's yep. internationally known, yep. very wealthy, but he's a kid. Mm-hmm. Why? You know, the passes, the passes are out there for for um, for certain individuals for sure, and that, and that is all sports, like you said, even internationally. We're seeing it with you saw with the Olympics and how people try to. Oh, go ahead, Rashad. Hey, that ain't just sports, Eric. That's life, bro. That is that's true. That privilege. Yeah, that's privilege. We all know this. And uh, onto what onto what David was saying about the about the NFL and the fact that they have woman and you know woman fans as well as children fans. Not only do they have those fans, but they have those fans that they that they sell products to, that they want to buy their jerseys, that they want to go to games, that they want to buy tickets, that they want to purchase NFL Sunday ticket. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're if you're the NFL and you're not consistent and you are and you are consistently creating a culture where this is where this is not being taken care of where this is not being addressed if you're a woman who watches the NFL or if you're a, a mother who wants their child to be into football I'm I'm just like why? how could you exactly exactly, why, exactly. like why I'm not going to buy from you if you feel if you want my money nope and it's just like it's just like with baseball like Baseball growing up, a lot of teens and, uh, you know, youngins, they, they looked up to the to all the guys in the majors, you know, chewing tobacco on the field. And then, you know, steroids, of course, happened. So kids in high school started using steroids. And kids in high school and Little League started chewing tobacco on the field during <laughs> yeah. games. So it's, it's just like, you know, like when, when they see that, they think they have to do those things to, to be a ball player, quote unquote. Yep. And then so, like, you know, the football players, you know, they're going to grow up and they're going to see this. And in high school, they're going to start beating their girlfriends behind closed doors. And they're going to be like, well, I'm not a ball player if I don't beat my girlfriend because that's what ball players do. You know, you're not a real football player until you beat your wife, until you beat a girl. You know, use that so. type of over. Yeah, the aggression there is for them is acceptable because it's because it's not going to be reprimanded or it doesn't you know, it doesn't matter. So whatever they do. Uh, even at, like you said, I like that, that you said at the young age. That's where it starts. At, and, and I'm sure even right now, let's be honest, there's high schoolers w- within all sports that's doing, you know, they're right now they're abusing their girlfriends in some type of way. Uh, and, and to them, they don't understand what they're doing already. It might be signs. There's signs they're already at a young age that they're and they haven't really <clears throat> they haven't really faced them yet because nobody's really punished them about it. So until that happens, which is not going to be later on, till they actually go pro, then it's like, wow, oh, I didn't know this was wrong the whole time. You know, or, or they'll start making excuses that she was doing this and that. She and she pushed me to it, like David was saying. That it's you start blaming the woman instead of being accountable. So yeah, those things are for sure, for sure happening. Right, and it's uh, you know, you might hear that and you're like, well, you know, that that's just pretty stupid to follow something like that. Well, guess what? Teenage boys are stupid. That's yeah. just just what we are. We're just you know, I mean, not what we are. We're not teenagers. No, <laughs> around these parts. Well, you are. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here we go. All right, but, uh, 98. The, the next topic, please. <laughs> yeah, so let's go. Let's transition to the undefeated town hall. Uh, really enjoyed this. I think Jamel Hill did an outstanding job coordinating this in Chicago at the Boys and Girls Club. Um, for me, what I love about it is just having these discussions because it makes people uncomfortable. And uh, uncomfortable like that, it, it gets people out of their, their comfort zone. And in, and in that way, it pushes them to think outside of their box. Um, a lot of times, I, I think what I saw the most, well, I like what Isaiah Thomas had said when he spoke, um, speaking about focusing on positivity. Him and Wilbon said the same thing, focusing on positivity in the community, because obviously Chicago, it's nonstop about the violence. But there's a lot of people doing good things there that are trying to make a change. Uh, you can't carry everybody's, you can't hold everybody's hand trying trying to bring along people who don't want to help solve the solution i mean the problems uh you got to be a part of the solution and if they don't want to be then that's okay you can't force every athlete um to want to to want to care and i understand what Bob was saying um when he when he meant that because it took me a while because i i was against that point completely for so long but if you really like rally around the people who are trying to make changes who are trying to do something then i think that will speak louder than the, than the uh, individuals who are who are being negative and and feeling that they can't they're not gonna they're too they're in a position where they can't make a change even though they have all the power they do 
which like Jabari said, Jabari Parker speaking was that he was just these kids like the other day. So why not? Why shouldn't I participate in in this whole movement here? So, and, and I was proud to see that young man. He's only 21 years old. So th that was definitely dope to see. Uh, what he, he's mean? younger than me, for really? the record. No way. By a month. Mm -hmm. It's uh -huh. like by a month, he's younger than me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was really okay. impressed with um, Rondo's involvement. I had no idea that he he actually mentored boys from Chicago. You know, I thought he was all in about trying to get the last little payday in Sacramento, <laughs> but it's, it really makes me see him. I, I've always liked Rondo. You know, he's a wildcat. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it is definitely, you know, to hear about this side, because, you know, this is not something that gets reported by Rondo a lot more times, just like, oh, he's clashing with Clashing with uh, all-star players. Yeah. And, He's calling referees faggot. Yep, and he did do that. Coaches. Can I, yeah, I don't know if I could say that. I'm sorry. Well, it's the truth. It's a fact. He did. He said it. He, yeah, okay, yeah, he said yeah, it. Not you. He said And it's, it's yeah. really good to see that. You know, I like Jabari Parker. You know, he has a real great background, you know, coming out of college. So, I knew, like, he – I know he the type of player to get involved. And then, like, Dwayne Wade, you know, it's definitely interesting to see about him talking about his side, you know, especially with Chicago and then him going back. And it's pretty sad that, you know, his cousin was killed yesterday, you know, yeah. in Chicago. But, you know, it's just good now that, you know, even though – because one of the things that concerned me about, like, with Noah and uh, Rose leaving Chicago was just, like, who's who's to step up? Like, you know, because I know, like, you know, you know, way over in New York, yeah. like, it's great to see that, you know, Chicago still has some athletes that are, you know, in Rondo and Wade that, you know, still, still get involved with the community. And it's just – it's great to see and like hopefully uh, other athletes you know catch on like I'm still still waiting for NFL to you know do their, do their <laughs> always thing. behind yeah it's just you know Michael Bennett with <laughs> he's been only one right pretty much and, and like you said Rondo uh, when, as soon as he touched down they said that well Wilbon said that he was receiving calls that Rondo was already touching the community like you said like he didn't waste any time and I do like that about him you don't have to you know promote it promote yourself that you're doing these things in the community just go ahead and start that work that groundwork. You don't have to get all these accolades for it or whatever, not just do it out of the pureness of your heart. Um, I, as well as I wanted to hit on even the parents just quickly, um, and I did, that's obviously the, the most one of the most important aspects of this is just the parents having having that time with their children to make an impact. A lot of these kids don't have their, their I mean, their parents are working late or they're out here and there, and they don't have that ability to really touch them and, and, and help them throughout day-to-day -day problems. So now that transitions to the police having to handle it. We can't expect the police to solve our problems for us. Not, not the black community. We have to be honest about that. Um, so it's either either we raise our kids or somebody else will. It's a, And it's going to be either a positive thing or a negative figure. But somebody's got to raise your kids. And a lot of times right now, like we see, it's TV. Uh Sadly, it looks like everybody, like little, we got little Yachty probably raising kids right now. We don't even know it. Little ones that are looking up to rappers like that, little little Yachty, Uzi, they're gonna be influenced by that. But that's just being honest, man. Like Lobo. we got, you got Lobo. <laughs> yeah, that was. The we best. got honestly so. So these are the people who actually influence you and your children, man. Like, and you don't, if you don't realize that, realize that now it's gonna be too late by the time something big happens, and you're gonna be wondering as a parent, what did I do? Where did I go wrong? But you can't be negligent. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ken. Absolutely. You, you, you can, really can't be negligent. I really feel like everything really starts at the home. I really do feel as if everything starts at the home, everything starts at the family, and everything starts with just setting that positive example, setting that positive example <clears throat> so where parents can, you know, can be those role models for their kids. They can be those positive influences for their kids. So... They aren't as easily influenced. They're going to be influenced by what they see on TV and what they see in media and what they play in video games regardless. But if there's a strong setting in the home, if there's a strong sense of just a strong sense of involvement and a strong sense of just wanting to be, you know, a, a, an upstanding person that wants to give back and an upstanding person that actually wants to help others instead of hurt others, then then I believe that. That's really the a mark that you've done your job as a parent. You've really raised your children to be, you know, to be the, you know, the people that you, you know, that you want them to be. And back to David's point, you were wishing that, you know, NFL players would be more active as NBA and WNBA players as well. I know that Dante Starworth, because he's, you know, he's ever since he retired, um, he's been, you know, I, anyone who follows uh, Dante Starworth on Twitter, he's always tweeting about social issues. So, um, so that's, you know, that's possibly one person to follow. But yes, for sure, um, absolutely Irony. saying that. Exactly. Irony. Thank you. <laughs> that. So, 
but just you know going back to the to the whole point and it's great that they had it in Chicago it's absolutely great they had it in Chicago because of like you said all the violence that's going on that's mm-hmm. going on there but but you know um, it's it's really great and the more in the more images that we see about that then it can only be it can only be better yeah 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 for sure and I think like you said seeing that those positive figures is we got to shine the light more on them more uh, than ever before it seems like they're always they're always swept under the rug and just the negativity is, is what we, we think Chicago is like Chicago's a beautiful place man I don't know if everybody's been there but I've been able to go there twice I'll be going there again um, hopefully soon but still it was it's a beautiful place a beautiful city and they have a really good community of a diverse community of all kinds of people and I think that's the biggest thing here is not forgetting that as well, that um, it's not even a beautiful city like Chicago. It's not just them alone. You have It's all around. This topic here is for every city that's that's having this issue here. It's not just Chicago. We, we shouldn't just single them out. Um, and, and I think that's the biggest thing there. Go ahead. I'm not sure of all who was, was on, you know, the mm-hmm. – um, who did who, who did they – who all did they have, you know, coming in and talk? Oh, they, well, they had um, they had uh, Will Bond – uh, Jabari, Isaiah Thomas, a couple. I think they had an Olympic athlete, uh, uh, Marcellus. Yeah, Marcellus. Mm-hmm. And uh, Derek Rose's mentor growing up. In yeah, Chicago. yeah, 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 yeah. He and he did really well. He was also ex gang member, if I if I'm correct about that. And he's his he he was his bodyguard for quite some time. Um, and he spoke about Derek Rose in the community, like you were saying, how tight it is. Um, go ahead. Okay. Um, um, I really liked, you know, the point about the home. I think I really agree with that. I really think it, you know, everything starts at the home. That's where we stop a lot of this violence, stop a lot of this whatever's going on, a lot of this domestic violence, like we were talking about in the um, the last um, subject. Um, like I, I mean, I guess if you have a mother and a father, and you see how a father treats a mother, then that's how it's supposed to yeah. work. Like if, they, if your father treats your mother well, that's. That's a great example. Yeah, I get yeah. like that's that that was the that best point of the uh, of the night. Mm-hmm. My issue was, I really, it's a conversation and it's great to have the conversation, but I mean, I kind of needed to hear the other perspective as well. You mean in the the police or I, I needed I needed I didn't need more I oh, didn't I didn't yeah. need all black faces to have the conversation I, I i really appreciate that but it's not a us fixing it yeah. issue is we can talk about it but there needs to be other perspectives for you to make any progress yeah, i mean if now if, if they had brought in someone like uh i don't know any, anybody who has any influence if they had a like the mayor or something yeah like a mayor or yeah the mayor would have been perfect i they mean had, they had a couple of white people there oh they had a couple. Yeah, they had. Um, it was one on on one on the panel, and then like one in the crowd that was always asking questions. Yeah, I think he was like the coach or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, okay. And you have Michael Flegler, the uh, he's a priest there in Chicago, a, a big time um, church, an old an old church that is really historical. But I know what you're saying. It was that's, it's very limited, right. but yeah. they know. Yeah, they. I know what you're saying. It's that's why it's. And to your point, it's like you have. Um, White silence is pretty much that's just silent violence. Right. Yeah. I mean, I that's, somebody that's, said that. That's been my whole issue through the whole. Yeah. When Michael Bennett came out and said what he said a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. he was correct because I want to hear from. I instead of hearing from Cam Newton, I've heard from Mar- I've yeah. heard from Michael yep. Bennett already. I don't need to hear from Cam Newton because he's basically Michael Bennett. Yeah. I want to hear from J.J. Watt. I want to hear from Tom Brady. I want to hear from Aaron Rodgers. Yep. I want to hear from Skip Bayless. Yep. I want to hear from those people. I don't. I mean, us saying it over and over again as black people, that's that's not changing anything. Okay, we've said this over and over and over and over and over, and it's not changing anything. Yeah. So I feel like we need to hear another perspective and have some people that aren't black people say, say well, this is wrong. Yep. yep. Huh. Maybe it is wrong. It's a, and it's like, yeah. because That's and, the progress. And, and then it's, if you all want to consider ourselves so-called Americans, then – it, it, all these issues should matter. Then this should matter to you. I mean, you see a lot of. I feel like a lot of white individuals are are hesitant to want to step in, and they want to say it's not their place. But you know, whenever a, another issue that pertains black people, like when they want to talk about the violence that's going on, then they're quick to some. Well, I'll say some individuals, some white individuals, then they're quick to to want to jump in and, and and condemn that and say that you got we got to fix our own problems in our community. But it's like you're not doing anything to help. Where are you at? 
not even just day to day, but just you know, consistently coming into the community and wanting to make your presence make you know put a stamp on it and help out instead of just uh, pointing the finger. That to me is what frustrates me the most. When I see, you know, we see the comments that's on the internet, people hiding behind stuff, um, <laughs> hiding behind fake icons, and whatever, saying what they really feel like. And this is what I've always read, and it, it gets a little tiring that um, if you actually want to help or if you just want to talk noise on the sideline. You know, pick which one. Because at the point, if you're not trying to get down, like Jesse Williams said, if you're not trying to get down, then just, like, be quiet and sit down. Like, seriously, you not really want to help out, then just don't say anything at all, um, you know, instead of being negative about it. Because every time we try to do something that's positive for ourselves, we still hear negativity, you know. And, I, and that, to me, is just annoying as as yeah. as it gets, you know. Yeah, the, I think the problem with, uh, with white people being silent and uh, white people not speaking up, it's, it's like because – in a lot of cases, the white people that do believe it's wrong and, and when they don't speak up, it's like there's a lot of white people out there and a lot of people not black, you know, that just believe black people are kind of making up some methodical story about us being oppressed. And that, I, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, like, it like it's yeah. real life. Like, yeah. because I, you know, I had this back and forth on Facebook like a, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was like, well, you know, I just got profiled by the police, you know, with my friends. Uh, after our concert one night, we got pulled out the car and all this that, and then they were like, "Oh, I guess because you were black, right?" And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> that's exactly why." What do you? I was like, "We weren't, we weren't driving, we weren't doing, you know, we were just sitting in a car in front of dude's house, you know." So, but yeah, yeah, for sure. One perspective that I definitely would like to see in the future is the perspective of so many of so many people that like to, I guess, disparage the Black Lives Matter movement, disparage African Americans because of their issues with the, you know, because of their issues with the police community, but yet these same people are very silent when all of a sudden police violence and police brutality all of a sudden hits white people because we see a lot of cases as well because the you know the black cases are definitely you know put under a a larger a larger microscope but it's not just police violence that's happening against uh, that that's happening against blacks it's happening against everybody but where are the same people that are saying you know that are saying the same stuff when it comes to black lives matter when is it where are these same people when all of a sudden this same issue hits their own communities yeah yeah i mean i noticed like uh some people they just get it just put people in outrage, like you say, like um, blue lives matter, all lives matter, and stuff. And it just, you know, I see like you know they're trying to address different groups, but it's just like, and they never did before yeah, until now. Yeah, yeah it's just <laughs> like you know, it makes everybody even more mad. They're like yep. you know, we black people, you know, we got these problems right here and stuff, and it's just like, you know, at the same time, you do have to recognize that you know there's other communities besides your own that's being dealing with. I'm not like trying to downplay yep. the issues yep. that black communities deal with, but still, you have to. You have to recognize that, you know, kind of unify because, you know, no need for it to be segregated because, you know, we all need to be together that, you know, this is an issue that, you know, this is the issue that is ongoing, you know, all over. And, yep. you know, as like been said earlier, and it's just, you know, when is this like, segregation going to end with uh, end with these attitudes and stuff? Because otherwise, it's going to be a continuous cycle, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, it's going to be just change the headline and name of the person. Yep. Uh, other than that. That's it. And, and just to tie it in it's just accountability on both ends which we which is why this whole movement's been about and it's accountability in our own community and for the police as well neither one of those uh justifies the other you know a policeman uh beat a, you know beating or, or killing a black man is not justified because we have a high uh, percentage of black on black crime like that to me and, and vice versa as well so um that to me it's just all about accountability uh, y'all want to get into, let's get into the Nate Parker thing real quick. He has a movie coming out October seventh uh, for Birth of a Nation. I was pretty excited about, but now uh, he has the the allegations, sexual allegations coming back up um, that happened when he was about I think eighteen or nineteen or so. Um, and and I don't know if it's if it's fair to say if like you were hinting at before, um, what is it if it's racial or if, whatever his status is. But I mean we've seen it with Oscars time and time again. Anyway, when these issues like this come up. Um, during somebody's premiere movie, which this is his premiere, this is his first directed, big directed film, I would like to say. Um, and it bring in, so I think it's a fair, for me, it's a fair um, um, situation as far as we have to be accountable. Everybody has to be accountable for what, even, even though it happened years ago, I think it's fair to bring up and for him to address it, which he did address it on Facebook. He talked about um, um, him being a very uh, irresponsible, naive, and, and those kind of things like that. So he was... He was able to look himself in the mirror and at least admit that he still stood by the fact that, you know, he was acquitted 
and all. But um, regardless, though, um, I, I think it is fair uh, to bring these up at this point in time. Um, no knock on him, and I'm still going to look forward to the movie as well. But uh, these figures, like somebody like him, uh, I would, as, as a fan, somebody paying to go watch it, I would like to know who this person is outside of it as well because he's talking about subjects that are that are near and dear to black uh, black community everywhere. Um, so something like this coming, something like this happening, uh, I'm I'm, quite, I'm definitely okay with. Now, I'm not really um, familiar with the story, so, but why why so, now? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, it's and that's another that's what I'm saying. Like it's happened before with other directors or actors when a, a big moment like this comes along, um, and not just blacks, but it's happened with um, with other actors from different from different backgrounds. Um, his was. It's, it's 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 magnified more because the woman did end up committing suicide like only like four yeah, years yeah, later four years. yeah four years ago, um, and and the reading the transcript the transcript was online the the court documents that she she gave she testified if you read through them um, yeah I read it you read it too yeah yeah it was it was pretty uh pretty sickening what happened there, um, I do believe even though he was acquitted, uh, it, it's hard for me to believe that he was that he wasn't guilty at all. Um, from what she said, he's he's had uh, these type of actions before. She said in one in the transcript there that she did see him and the guy that that ended up raping her. Um, that she saw them a week after him and her had a sexual uh, um, uh, sexual altercation. Not altercation. I'm sorry. <laughs> they had a sexual um, intimate moment. I'll say, I'll say intimate moment instead. That she saw him a week later coming outside of McDonald's with. Uh, holding up like trying to prop up a woman that was drunk they were walking out of mcdonald's so it was like there's a pattern yeah there's a pattern with him and when it when it comes to him and his friend uh Calistine, who was a wrestler there okay um yeah there's a pattern there with with them to uh, um and their involvement with when it comes to uh drunk women yeah he he definitely need to come out and and defend himself yeah. and address this because that 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 from what you just described to me sounds disgusting yeah um yeah yeah. And uh, he, yeah, yeah, he's not. He he has, which is, I mean, he has, which is, which is fine. I mean, and he's supposed to defend himself. What is he not supposed to do? I, I get that. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's just weird because it's just like, you know, what can he do? You know, this this actually yeah. went to court. This wasn't the Kobe Bryant situation or Ben Rosenberg situation where, <clears throat> you know, that, that you know, it didn't even make it that far. Like Nate Parker situation did, <clears throat> and it's well, and this has been well documented. Like you can Google this Nate Parker thing on the guy stuff going back to the nineties yeah. about the whole situation. So this is not like a you know even like a Bill Cosby situation where mm-hmm. you know people just like you know he said she said and you know and this happened in the past. You know this has been well documented. And it's the justice system. I'm not defending you know defending him or. Or saying the system is wrong, but you know, like the justice system already, you know, they already had the case and said he's innocent, and it's just like, what, what can he do? Can he do? Do you want like, should he just like say, I want to get tried again, or, mm. or you know, like, <laughs> or <laughs> yes, or yes, I did. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I mean, there's a really thin line between being innocent and being not guilty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why I brought up those things that happened because yeah. a lot definitely, of definitely. Yeah. Definitely sounds like he did something. Mm-hmm. Something something yes. happened. Yeah. If you read that letter, he doesn't really he says he admits to being these yeah. things like naive and being I was like, all right, so he's he's pretty much admitting that he had some type of this there was it was there. This yeah. was yeah, this was there. And yeah. he was told and she even was told the woman who um who he raped, she was told by another friend who actually introduced them that to stay away from him. Yeah. So he had a he had a reputation that was that was going on that that to me, and and it's you know I get what you're saying. It's why now? Uh, I don't know who said that, but why now is it being brought up? But uh, these type of things for somebody in his position, I'm I'm okay with bringing I'm okay with bringing up because then it like you even our last discussion it it continues on um, um, a discussion we need to have about something like this. Even him saying that women in his life have taught him um, have made him a better man and have taught him how to how to conduct himself. But for us as men, even sitting here, it's for me, it's uh, respecting, you know, we have the women in our life that we respect, but also respecting the women that's that outside of us that we don't know, having respect for women, period. You can say you respect women all day it, when it comes to your, your mother, your sisters, and stuff like that, but how are you conducting yourself outside of that? Uh, he kind of hints at that in his letter as well. Uh, well he, when I read his letter, that's what I think about. Um, but to me, that's what I got from, from this situation, and I'm okay with it being brought up now. I don't think it's going to 
completely kill his career yeah. uh, cause, because he was so upfront about it. He didn't hide from it. As far as when it came out, he addressed it immediately. So I'm okay with that, yeah. I mean, it looks like it's going to be you know, black fans as well as other fans of different races. They're going to boycott the film. And, uh, and it's just like, yeah. you know, this is a story that needs to be told. And it's just, you know, I, like I said, I was like, I don't really know. It's just like, what, what can, what can he do? And yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, I mean, because like, you know, he's he's a dad now. He's a, he's a dad now, and he's a father, and it's, he's a brother, and it's just like, yeah. you know, he he addresses dad as well and this stuff, and you know, and it's just like, what what can he do? It's just because you know, now everything he does going towards the release in October, it's gonna be under a microscope because like what. Well, what, you know what? what? That's he brought that on himself, himself man. Yeah. That's, I mean, from what what you guys are describing, he did, man. That's yeah. I left. I don't even want to say. I don't even want to go into like because she gets pretty. You read it. She gets really yeah. detailed of what happened, man. Yeah, it's, I don't. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna feel bad for him or you yeah. know. I mean, I definitely like that he came out and addressed it. He didn't run for him because yeah. that was if he had it, it would have made him look terrible. And yeah. Then people would have caused, you know, be mm-hmm. it an outrage and boycott his family. Like, you're running from this, and it's obvious. Exactly. You did something. Yeah. And it, you traumatized her enough to the point where she took her life. Right, right. And she and, commit, and she tried to commit suicide even beforehand, before and, she actually yeah, did it. So go and ahead. And not once did he come out. I haven't, I mean, from what you guys said, not once did I hear him say, I did not do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, he, he just said the court, I was, a, yeah, I was. He a basically admitted that he did something and that. He's changed himself now, exactly. and yeah. he's a better person, and he was immature. And those aren't excuses, For but, you, yeah. you know. I mean, I just don't know the legal know. specifics on, like, how what he can comment on. I mean, it's just, True. I mean, I, I'm not defending. I'm just wondering just, like, what, you know, what can he really comment on? Because, you know, it's a pretty big, it's a pretty big case. So it it's just, like, what what can he say just to. Well, yeah. Uh, go, go ahead. Can it, what what happens in cases like this <clears throat> is what happens in cases like this is you have his fans that will you know that will certainly defend him of course you know because you know there there is fans and they'll always believe you know they'll always try to look for holes in the story because I was I was um, reading an article that's um, that sort of pertains to this and it has a lot to do with the idea of supposedly separating the art from the artist. And we've seen in cases before, you know, whether it be, you know, whether it be the the Chris Brown, Rihanna stuff, or whether it be, you know, even Bill Cosby, we've seen in cases before where their ardent supporters have always defended them whenever they've gone through transgressions or whenever they've, they've, you know, been alleged of doing something really, 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 really bad. And, you know, yeah, and it's, and what ends up happening is that when it's someone else, they're all over them. But when it's their favorite, you know, their <laughs> favorite celebrity, you know, they're definitely going to, you know, they're definitely going to defend them, you know, no matter what. But, you know, overall, I think the the overall theme here is, like you were saying earlier, let's learn to love and respect our women. I mean, they are, you know, they're, you know, they're, whether it's your, your mother, your sister, your girlfriend, your wife, I mean, whoever, whoever it is, men everywhere. And this is, I'm just going out to this to, to men everywhere, you know. Just learn to love and respect and yeah. cherish your woman for you know for everything that they're worth because you know because they're they're worth it they they really are worth it and I think Definitely. when we get to that point as men to where you know we can honestly say that for sure and when we can honestly just do that for sure I think that we can look at ourselves and we can look at ourselves much 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 better in the mirror yeah yeah for sure and yeah, I like that I definitely love the point about being being fans wanting to cover up because it's their favorite. That's why I'm okay with I I'm yeah. a fan of Nate Parker, but I, I I'm okay with this coming out because I want to know these things about somebody I support so dearly. So you know what I mean? So oh, go ahead, David. Yeah, it is it is interesting because I was look back to like another Penn State situation with Joe Paterno mm-hmm. and you know and it's just like, you know, people can separate you know, people <laughs> can separate, you know, Joe Paterno the coach. And the incident, and yeah. it's just like you know, it's still involving even Baylor, you know, the Baylor situation yep. and stuff. And it's just like, you know, they're just like, hey, you should get another chance, you know. Yeah, it's he's, so quick. Yeah. yeah, like he's a good person. He's a, he, he should get another chance, you know. It's just like you know, people are just as involved and stuff. And it's just like, how can you? It is like support something. Yeah, yeah. Like, support something like that for sure. Uh, let's get this last one here. Let's get into some. <laughs> let's get into the Harden versus Curry uh, tennis shoe as we end this one off here. Uh, what everybody saw those uh, lug boots pretty much looking like for Harden that he released. And what did everybody think when they saw that? Hey, if, 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 hey, 
All right, one, one Would you word rock an- one, one word answers. Curry. <laughs> I curry shoes. I seen a dude last week at uh I was at Waffle House at like four AM. I saw a dude pretty much wearing curry. This old old white dude, uh getting himself I, I forgot what I think he got the all star. Y'all know what the all star is. So he I think he got that which I, you know, I was okay with it. I was like, "Go ahead, man." I mean, they're, they're dusted, they look dirtied up, but that's what they're made for. They're I mean, just, they're you know? they're. I guess they're designed after his beard. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those uh, things is ugly, man. I wouldn't even cut grass with them things. Though. I'm being so. Honest. They, they, they look like uh, dirty Tim's. They, <laughs> poultry shoes. Yeah, I was, I was thinking. I was, I was like, like somebody would cut grass in because it was just like I don't even know if you can play basketball. It don't like you can play basketball. They look heavy. Yeah, yeah. Just like you know, the Currys, they look. You know, Curry's a little light, you know. You can't even dig a ditch in them. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, I can see like a like a coach, like a high school, high school, college pro coach wearing the Curry shoes. But I just like with the with the hardness, I just don't know how you can coordinate that with something. <laughs> Why? I mean, it's a joke, it. man. Maybe it's like he's like, this is my fake shoe, and he will come out. He come out with something hard. Okay. He, he, he thinks he's Kanye West. He could just put out anything. Oh, yeah. People would be like three hundred dollars. Those definitely look like Yeezys, though. Uh, yeah. If yeah, y'all yeah, remember, Yeezys, y'all remember Chris Webber had some shoes. Um, some Dada's. Chris ever had Dada's that came out. So look, my thing, I don't want to hear nothing from some uh, from C-Web. If C-Web says anything, yeah, man, somebody bring up that picture, dog, because yeah, I don't want to hear nothing from it. No. <laughs> he definitely can't say anything. My thing is, look, I'm standing by my shoe. If I'm hardened, I would stand by my shoe. Even Curry had to. You had to act like you were rocking him. Even his brother, uh, Seth, you know, they stood by his shoe, but I get it. You you know, you're going to support. You're going to act like you like it. You're the player. What you going to do? Read the Hardens. Who... <laughs> made those shoes who designed those shoes who came up with the concept for those things <laughs> i want to find that person who Yo. came up with the concept for those shoes and probably have them attend some sort of class on <laughs> shoemaking arts and craft arts and craft that was the most elaborate <laughs> what are those i've ever heard in my life what, what, are, those? what are those <laughs> As what, a group. Was, what was what? the Two, three. What are those? <laughs> <laughs> does not know, man. If so, he, he might get 40 in those, though. If he gets 40 in them, will we, like, give him a pass? Nah, I still I, I don't want it. If he throws them in the crowd, I ain't catching it. After the game, I ain't catching it. He's going to wear those in the game. It, it, he might. He so, said, so he's going to be out for the rest of the season. <laughs> trying to be more. See, that's what I'm talking about players trying to build their brand. That's what I mean. Oh, this man wants to build his brand so bad, he's going to risk his safety <laughs> and hurt something that allows him to make his living. You, like, you can't play basketball you with your ankles. Other man. Than his, you ever hooked in construction boots? Have. Hey, <laughs> Nick, Nick Young played in Yeezy boots one game. That's true. That's he did. He got away Hey, with he's it. ignorant. Hey, Nick Young, you ignorant, bro. Hey, you yeah, ignorant. He let Iggy go. That's yeah. a bad combination, man. You can't be he a messed screw, with man. Other than his brand, what does he have? Other than his beard, what nothing. does he have? That's what true, brand? nothing. He drives buckets. I give him that. He, he has nothing. He travels a lot, too. <laughs> so, um, the last These, these construction boots definitely will help. We'll so, you say the last Adidas shoe that everybody actually liked was the T-Mac? Damn. Oh, I mean, I didn't... That's the D Roses. I never seen nobody wearing D Roses. I got a homeboy yeah. that does, but he's he probably the only one. Nice shoes, uh, yeah, you're right, that's a good point. You said Back in... D-Way was with Adidas? I thought he was with Nike. Or he was, with Ni- was he yeah, wearing Converse? I think you're... I know who you're talking about, though. Who had, T-Mac was probably the last one that everybody bought at once. Joe Johnson had some really nice Jordans that, that everybody was. slept on. Well, Joe, he, he had, like, the Atlanta skyline, and they really? were really nice Jordans, Joe, You said Joe Johnson. Exactly. They were so slept on. Who was that? <laughs> he said, who was that? <laughs> Hey, put some respect no, on put some respect on Joe. Joe what up, what up, Joe? The Hawks. He doesn't exist anymore. He took all our money. I like to see. I like to see Jeremy wearing a pair. If Paul Mills, Paul Millsap came up with a pair of shoes. Oh, like you got to gotta rock them. Yeah, yeah, you got. Man, to. I, would, I would win the lottery. I would win the lottery just so I could buy them and burn them. Oh. <laughs> hey, Paul Millsap shoes just sound like they ugly. Paul, they just sound like they. They bored. sound like they ugly. <laughs> they look. They gonna be. They gonna be all white with gray with gray Nike checks. What you got, bro? I got the new Millsaps, bro. <laughs> they fly. Yeah, you see what I'm doing? You see me over here. Or the blue and orange Alice's. Or the blue and orange Alice's. Hey, I'm telling you. Uh, I can see know, Trump Jeremy, wearing some, some of these shoes. Yeah, Go ahead. Jeremy, uh, he's a big Millsap fan ever. Like, he probably played like him on the court. Oh, yeah. We're going to hoop, too. The crazy thing is that like if if somebody had to compare me on the basketball court, that's probably who they would wow. compare me to. I told you. I thought David was just joking. No, I have that. I have that, you know, that stamp. If I shoot shot, uh, I can post up. I can get you rebound. I block shots. I can do everything. I can go from the three. I can go from half court. I can now, do. I can do pretty much. Pump pe- fake. 
Oh yeah, the pump fake is lethal. I bet that joint lethal. It's lethal, man. I'm Paul Millsap. On in rec league, right? Right. <laughs> but the crazy thing is that I'm just as good as he is. So hey, oh. hey, he, he couldn't help it. He had it in. Hey, he probably went number four in church league too. Yo, whenever you rock, whenever you rock it, Jeremy. Don't say double zero. I'm probably going with the six, man. You go uh, with the six. I think with four. Okay. <laughs> I got to be two better than somebody who can't shoot threes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, this is. A <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can't get up. I can't get out of my head. Uh, episode six, man. The A League, another good one here. Uh, everybody, quickly, let's go around the room. Um, EricYaboa.com here. EYaboa five is my Twitter. Go ahead, Akeem. Akeem Balaam on the Twitter and the gram. AkeemBalaam.com's the website. Uh, David Norwood. Twitter is uh, dnorwood90. Uh, RashadMilligan.com. If you don't have internet, you can uh, contact your local horse carriage provider <laughs> and get them to mail their mail to uh, Georgia State University. I'm hey, even, enough, I, man. Enough. After, what after is up with you with these things? After that, I can't even say my. You know I'm Superman. I'm typing in Clark Clint. You'll get to me eventually. Uh, uh, mail up. <laughs> <laughs> This is the A League. We out. <laughs> no. You said contact us. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out.